This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, this is a Saturday episode of Kentucky Daily, which means that Mark Stoops and the Kentucky football program has had a monster weekend. Uh, Safe to say, just numbers-wise, you think it's the biggest weekend that he's had in his time at UK, just from a pure numbers standpoint? Yeah, and a three or a two day stretch. It's, it's hard to beat what Kentucky just did. Um, obviously, you're listening to this on Saturday. So if there's not a game on a Saturday, obviously there's not. I mean, something big had to happen for us to record. And uh, big in this case, Sean is literally because Keontae Goodwin, who's listed at six foot seven, depending on where you look, some places six foot eight, uh, 300 pound left tackle from, he goes to high school at Charlestown, Indiana, but originally from Louisville. It's where he lives. Uh, he committed to Kentucky today over Michigan State. That's the school I'll throw out away first because the other guys were Alabama, uh, Clemson, and Ohio State uh, joined that top five with Kentucky. And you're talking about a kid, Sean, that I have said it for probably a couple weeks now, and I'll stand by it throughout, even if it, even if his career doesn't turn out to be what we all think it will be. I, I think this is the best prospect they have landed since the mid-1990s with Tim Couch. I think this kid could be that important. It's incredible. It's it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, we've, uh, we were asked a question this week about five-star guys. If, is there anyone in the future? And, you know, this was the guy's name that you threw out that could, you know, be that level of a talent. And just look at the schools, Derek. I mean, you, you mentioned Michigan State, but Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, programs that have won national championships in the last decade. And you beat those schools out for this type of talent at Kentucky, that's a big deal. I don't care if he is originally from Louisville. That's huge. Yeah, no question. I mean, you're talking about a kid that UK offered back in middle school, I want to say the eighth grade. That was Vince Merrill offering him way back then. He kind of fell off the map as a prospect because he had weighed, I believe, over 400 pounds. And wasn't really performing the way he needed to. I mean, simply physically couldn't, you know, perform the way that he needed to. I hadn't heard a lot about him. And then last year during the pandemic, it was probably near, it's probably in the fall, probably about the time that football season was about to begin. I got a text from Josh Edwards, who's been on the show before, covers recruiting for the Cats Falls and 24-7 and does some draft work for CBS. He texted me with a video of Goodwin working out and said, hey, I think Goodwin's about to blow up again as a prospect. So this kid worked his body, reshaped it to the point he lost over 100 pounds to get to where he is. So now you're talking about a a, a lean 300 foot or 300 foot 300 pounder at six foot seven, and uh, 
Josh was right. He definitely blew blew up again as a prospect. He went from I don't know where he was ranked for a while, but as of today, when he committed to Kentucky, if you look at the, he's actually the same in both the composite and the 24/7 ranking. So he's a 54th nationally, the number seven offensive tackle in the composite. I think he will climb personally. I think once he gets out, maybe to some more camps or gets invited to the All American games that those are played this year, and he has a chance to show what he can do. I believe you'll see him climb even more. Um, but, Sean, going back to whenever that video was sent to me uh, last year by Josh, the thought at that time was that Ohio State was going to be the team to beat. And I think they finished number two, I would guess. And I think they will still recruit him because with these official visits starting back up uh, soon enough here in the next month or two, maybe you'll still see him take some visits. But you're talking about U.K., back-to-back classes, Sean. Who are the schools on the final list for Goodwin and Burton? Yeah, Jagger Burton. Alabama, Clemson. Two perennial playoff teams that Kentucky was able to beat out and keep these guys home. Yeah, and they weren't just on that list just to be on that list. They were on those that list because they wanted. And Ohio State, State, too, for that matter. Sorry, I was talking about them. I forgot to add them. I and mean, Jagger had Ohio State as well. Those three schools, it's back-to-back classes now. Kentucky's yeah. beat those schools out. And, Derek, we're talking about an offensive line at Kentucky that – there's there's pros. I mean, there's pros being produced at that level on the field. I mean, you're talking about Landon Young, who just absolutely impressed at the at the pro day at UK, and you know is going to probably is going to definitely be an NFL talent. Darian Kennard coming back to Kentucky this season would have been picked in the NFL draft. He will be picked in the next NFL draft. And then you're adding these pillars and pieces to your program, guys who before they even step foot on a college campus. You're already talking about pro potential. That's the level of talent that Kentucky is getting now under Mark Stoops. Early in Mark Stoops' tenure, you you were getting an uptick in talent, but you weren't getting as many guys like this that you're like, that that dude has potential to be a force, not just at the collegiate level, but just body-wise and everything, turn into a pro. Kentucky's producing pros from developing them in their program but now they're getting bodies and guys that already are being discussed as having pro potential that then they get to develop into that. That's that's a huge deal. Oh, yeah. I think if there's one position that the school has done a good job branding, it is the offensive line with, you know, calling them the big blue wall. Uh, I know the players, and I think Coach Slarman used to wear a hat that had said big blue wall. Um, when you do look at this class to this point, and again, you got to – keep recruiting these kids until signing day in December. We all understand that. Um, but this is a class that started off with Keontae Goodwin and Grant Bingham. So, obviously, Bingham, I said this on the CAT scan the other night, in a normal – well, maybe not even a normal year anymore, but a lot of years in our lifetime, uh, Grant Bingham would have been a headliner in a class. And he's, he still might be a headliner in this class as well. I mean, he's a highly ranked kid, top 300 player. But that is a – that's two solid guys to have, and I think they want to keep adding more. I know they're going to keep adding more offensive linemen. They could take up to five, I believe, in this class. Um, so having Goodwin on board and having Bingham on board is a, is a great start. Two four-star kids. Um, when you look over the past few years, too, I talked about Jagger in last year's class. If we go back to 2020, and admittedly, we've not heard from many of these guys yet, but I think that's just kind of a – Mainly, I would say, because of the pandemic. Because in a normal year, we could have talked to the new offensive line coach, Eric Wolford, 
probably gotten some more analysis on some of the younger players in the program. But if you go back to 2020, that class, R.J. Adams was an Under Armour All-American, was a borderline four-star in the composite. John Young was a four-star in that class. Um, And then Jeremy Flax is the other guy I wanted to mention from that class, who's a JUCO offensive lineman who sounds like, as he leaves spring anyway, very likely to be Kentucky's right tackle. So they're adding guys that, you know, whenever whenever players come here, develop, graduate the program, the guys that will be replacing them were more highly ranked than they were, which is what you want. I mean, eventually, if you, you know, if you, at Alabama that happens, Clemson, all the football factories, Georgia, that that's how it is. I mean, you, you lose a guy, and even if they don't have much experience, you know, talent-wise, uh, they're up to, up to par. And I think that's going to be the case for Kentucky with uh, some of these guys that they've been able to sign. But uh, nationally, Sean, that put You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Kentucky at number 12. Uh, Goodwin's commitment. And it, it rose so much in the past two days because of what happened yesterday as well. Yeah. Uh set of twins i mean a very talented set of twins destin and keaton wade Derek, uh choosing two kids from the state of tennessee choosing kentucky very talented so the the weekend that this that this has been put together i mean just an incredible 24-hour run it's exactly 24 hours that kentucky yeah. did all this in it's in three three pieces to your program Three, let's just put this way. It's three names that we're going to be saying a lot on this podcast that we expect to hear in a few years. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. So yesterday at uh, Summit High School in Spring Hill, Tennessee, the twins are talking about Keaton Wade and Destin Wade, uh, both, which was anticipated here late in the week, that they would both choose Kentucky. They did that. And let me give a kudos to them as well. Sean, did you have a chance to watch that announcement? I did not. It was about as efficient as it can get in terms of a high school. Like I've covered, I've covered and watched – a lot of high school commitment ceremonies at this point. That might have been the most well done one I've seen. Very quick to the point, you know, I can't remember the guy who they had talking at first. It might have been a coach. I believe it was their coach. But he didn't take up a whole lot of time. He said what he wanted to say. Got right to the players. They think the people they needed to think, they committed. It was, you know, showed up on time. It was, it was, 
they're already starting off really well in my books. What I'm saying, Keaton and uh, sometimes those take 25 minutes before we even get to the kids speaking. Before the kid even shows up, sometimes yeah, <laughs> rolling yeah. in late. You just uh, you never know with those. But for a commitment ceremony, yeah, good job to those guys. But on the field, you know, you're adding two guys who are in the composite at 24/7. You got Keaton Wade who was 188th nationally right now. And, again, when I'm saying these rankings, these are all going to fluctuate. Uh, I would say probably even more this year whenever kids can get back out to camps, um, which I know they already have at some points this year. But you would expect more eyes to be on these guys. So, But as of now, for, for what it matters, Keaton Wade at 188 nationally, his rating on in the composite is 0.9256, which is really solid. That puts him 14th all-time. And uh, on the in the internet era, which goes back to 2000 for Kentucky commitment. So this is obviously good ones. I'm gonna get a lot of pub today because he goes up to number three. Uh, but you're talking about two top 15 guys in a two day span. And then Destin, I mean, no slouch himself. Recently got bumped pretty high. He went from about a uh, somewhat high three star to a low four star now. He's at 350 nationally, 0.8922, and he's listed as an athlete. But he will get a chance to play quarterback at Kentucky. And uh, these pickups are, are – think about who they beat out. You know, so for good one, you got to beat out you know, the, the who's who of college football. For the Wade Twins, you beat out two rivals, Tennessee, which finished second. They said that yesterday in their interview that Tennessee was the second team in their commitment and their uh, recruitment. And they also beat out Louisville. And Virginia was in there as well, but as far as Kentucky cares, you know, you look at Tennessee and Louisville as the schools that they beat out. So – that's a pretty big deal in my eyes, to you know, because those are the teams you're gonna play every single year, and those are the games that to fans really matter. Those two, and especially when you pull them from the state of Tennessee, yep. even bigger. You know, a, a group of two players that Tennessee kind of fell out on when Jeremy Pruitt was gone, and then they got back in on late, and Kentucky was still able to to hold off a late surge from Tennessee and others there, but just three huge pickups on the weekend for Kentucky football. Now let's just, before we wrap this thing up, let's talk about this class overall, Derek, and what it, what's happening now. That This last few weeks, going back to Travion Longmire, I mean, you're talking Grant Bingham, uh, now these pieces. What are you starting to think about this class that Kentucky's putting together? They've had some good classes, really good classes. This one's going to be right there punch for punch for to be the best. They're living in the right areas and what I mean by that is you saw it with the 2020 class and I still think that class will turn out I mean you're already seeing that class make an impact you'll see a lot of guys I think on the field from that group but taking out Jackson Smith who is a kicker and they never really get you're never gonna have a kicker really factor in to a team rank even even the best kickers in the country they're just not gonna be rated high enough to really factor into the overall ranking but now Sean they are at eight well eight commitments with Jackson but they have seven guys who have been rated. Among those seven guys, every single player is ranked in the top 500, which for Kentucky is is very good. That's where you want to live in that range. Travion Longmire is right on the cusp of being a four-star. He is a four-star on 24-7. He's just a high three-star on the composite. Jeremiah Caldwell is a four-star over at Rivals. And Andre Stewart um, was a four-star at ESPN. I've not checked their latest updates, but... Andre Stewart was committed to Auburn and has a bunch of SEC powers after him, and he's the lowest-ranked kid in the class right now besides Smith. And you could probably make an argument that he's one of their best commitments, despite where he's ranked, just with who is recruiting him, where he plays in a hotbed in Georgia. I mean, this class, you really 
besides Wimsett going elsewhere, the perception of that or whatever you want to say, or even, you know, not having a quarterback leader in the class until Destin committed, um, there's really not been any blemishes yet. So they're off to a great start. They're on other kids that I'm talking about these hot three stars, Alex Safari, when he commits uh, next month, I think May 7th. He's going to fall right in there in line. I think he's going to slot in just above Travion as of now. He's right around the same. I think I was looking at the whole national rankings. He is two spots away from being a four-star on the composite. So he is right there on the cusp. If you're landing kids like that, I mean, those are the ones that almost all of those guys are going to have either high major or just kind of regional offers. And what I mean by that is, you know, look, look at Travion's list, just him, for example. Travion had offers from Michigan, West Virginia, Ole Miss, like kind of a variety, Big Ten schools, SEC schools, ACC schools. A lot of the guys that they're recruiting have those kind of offers. So they've not taken anyone yet, I would say, that was not coveted by other schools. Even Jeremiah Caldwell, when he committed, Kentucky was probably his biggest offer. Since then, he's gotten offered by both in-state schools, Michigan and Michigan State. So these are kids that are are, are very talented. Um, Moving forward, the obvious big piece in-state is going to be Dane Key from Frederick Douglass, whose dad played at Kentucky. His brother went to Western Kentucky, uh, had a very good career at Western Kentucky. It could be an NFL draft pick or at least get a chance to play professionally. He's that kind of wide receiver that – you know, we'll see. He's not going to be committing anytime soon. Um, seems like he'll wait and see kind of how this offense looks. But they, you know, show a pulse this year on offense. Another kid that you think will create a lot of buzz just being a kid from Lexington and at a position that, you know, Kentucky is still working really hard to upgrade the talent over at wide receiver. So we know Afari has a date set. Is there anyone else that you're watching closely that you think could could maybe be – because now, because now you're going to start moving from the spring push into the summer, and there will be guys that commit during the summer as they always do, Derek. Uh, but are, are there some guys maybe that you're hearing anything on a timeline that could be closer to making a decision? He's not set a date yet, and I'm probably going to butcher this kid's name. I hope not. He's a tight end from Moeller High School in Cincinnati. His name is Josh Cat. I'm going to say Cattus. It's K-A-T-T-U-S. My apologies if that's not how it's pronounced. I haven't seen any interviews with him. Um, he was given a crystal ball to Kentucky by Steve Wolfong yesterday morning, which basically means that usually he puts in a crystal ball whenever he knows that there's movement on something. And, and this kid recently visited Kentucky. I don't know if he'll be the kind of kid that, you know, sets a date and, and goes to it. He might be one of those that, you know, just out of the blue one day tweets that he's committed to UK or whatever. But that'll be a tight end. And uh, they're recruiting a few more. But in terms of decision date, besides Afari, Unless I'm just blanking on somebody, I don't think there's anyone else. But, you know, once they add Afari, and if this – I'm going to say Caddis again. Again, apologies if that's not how you say it. Uh, but once he commits, that's 10. So, I mean, they're probably looking at taking around 25 this year. So, that's a pretty solid start. Yeah. Um, you'll get a lot of commitments over the summer that, you know, some movement might happen late or something like that. And not every announcement, of course, is going to be like it's been the last two days where you get – I mean, Goodwin went on CBS, uh, Sports HQ and did his commitment. So that's like a national audience. I don't know how many people watch those, but that's going to be, you know, it has been a lot of national pub, I guess I should say, for Kentucky since he committed. And then the Wade Twins, you know, setting an announcement ceremony, going to their high school and doing it. Um, Last thing I do want to note on this class, uh, it has to do with the coaches. Vince Marrow was obviously the catalyst in bringing in Grant Bingham, Goodwin, and Longmire. And then the other guy I think who deserves a lot of kudos is Steve Klinkscale. 
who brought in the Wade twins. He got the commitment from Caldwell, still recruiting some other guys hard, like Miles Pollard from Tennessee. Those two guys are putting in a lot of work. And it's it's the whole coaching staff as a whole. I mean, Eric Wilford played a role. You know, you have a coaching change. Goodwin was comfortable with John Schlarman. You know, if you if Stoops brings in an offensive line coach that maybe Goodwin doesn't love, he's he's maybe not at Kentucky. So, I mean, credit to him for doing that. And that kind of leads me to the point that the guy who we have seen really come on strong the last two years recruiting, a lot of times at the end of the cycle, has been John Summerall. So I'm kind of looking at this board that Kentucky has and the way they've been able to recruit. And really, Summerall's really not even done a whole lot yet in terms of landing commitments. And you know he will. So I'll be really curious when we're talking about how this class is going to end up. You could about guarantee Summerall's going to pull some kids that make you say, wow. So they're in a great spot. Uh, Pretty excited to see how it finishes, especially this summer when they get kids on campus and evaluate them. You might see that board shuffle a little bit. So I would guess after Afari and maybe this tight end, it might slow down a little bit until, like you were saying, until it gets that summer period. And then you might see another push for commitments. You see a chance to finish top 20? Like a real chance to finish in the top 20? It would help for sure, stating the obvious, if Goodwin could get bumped up to a five-star. Yeah. Because if you're going to finish in that top 20, I mean, you got to have – a really deep pool of four stars. I, I would say top 25, and you might say, well, it's only a five-spot difference, but it really matters. And, I mean, the, the points can, can really separate. If Right now I'm thinking around six four-stars pretty conservatively, I would say, if all these guys sign, which will be solid. They had seven in 2020 and finished 25th. So that's where I would probably put it right around now. If they get to the top 20, I mean, it would be – you're talking about you should be able to compete with basically anyone besides maybe those teams that are just hoarding all the talent at the top. But in terms of keeping your place in the SEC East or climbing to potentially second or even getting a spot where you do want to compete for uh, for the SEC East, that, that's they could stay there every year. I mean, you're going to have a really, really solid program. Yeah, absolutely. A huge weekend for Mark Stoops, huge weekend for Kentucky football. Uh, make it out to the Butcher's Pub, two locations, one in Pineville, one in Williamsburg. Third one coming May 1st to London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.